Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Savage Starlight, the officially unofficial podcast for The Last of Us on HBO. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking season one, episode eight, titled When We Are in Need. Aaron, you know what I'm in need of? No. What are you? I, I will take that as a no. I was asking. Yeah, I was like, I, I, you're asking a rhetorical <laughs> question. I'm wondering what is your background? What? It's a steakhouse. What? I'm it's in need steak- of a steakhouse. Yeah. That's a uh, much fancier steakhouse than the one that we visited tonight. Um, I mean, this is like argue. So, like, this is arguably the apex of the the Last of Us experience, and it's. I think it's um, it's a, it's a strong brew. Mm-hmm. And I'm really curious to see what the the fan base at large makes out of it because it's this is just some really bleak, harrowing shit, man. And if anything, I felt like this episode felt like the director's cut of the video game experience. Like it's huh. just as good, but it had even more. Like I think everything that we got to know about David's cult just enhanced the experience. Uh, and all the it had all fewer the... Ellie deaths though than when I played. It's true. Definitely fewer of those. True. I mean, so I've like, I am. I find myself. I get frightened when I'm stalked by scary things in a video game. You know, when mm-hmm. I'm like a lonely space technician and there's a xenomorph up my ass, or you know, if I'm a paranormal investigator and phasmophobia and there's a fucking poltergeist about to wrap his bony fingers around my throat. I, I really get gripped up. I don't know that I've ever been stalked by a more menacing monster than David. Like that whole thing where he's he's taunting and chasing you with that cleaver in the steakhouse is yeah. fucking terrifying. And this, I mean, Bella, it's like, the thing is like, she is so fucking fierce and so ferocious, but she's also a 14-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. And like, she mm-hmm. sells that like terror, but also... She's never going to stop trying to live. I, I, yeah, her, her attitude doesn't match her physical presence, which I love. I, I It's like you can see there's a beast within her, but it's not represented by something that can actually, yeah. you know, live it's up to physically it. only so powerful. Uh-huh. Um, and, and the catharsis that I felt like when Joel ran into her was like such immense, like, I, I can't believe yeah. I was so caught up in the episode. And then it's like, then it was finally over, you know, um, mm-hmm. there weren't going to be more townspeople coming out. It's like, it's just like such, such relief. Um, yeah, I, I was, I surprised that they didn't do a couple of things. I really thought they would do more with like the blinding, the blind out snow and stuff like that, mm. that they kind of did the mess with the video game. I, Cause that's yeah. always really atmospheric. I remember that in the, was it the season one of Fargo when they pulled that off? No, I, I like it. Um, it. It leaves you more with Ellie because in the game, this is like yeah, a two part sequence, I guess. Um, yes in the show it feels more like one and it's giving you just enough of joel to let you know he's on his way um and i think that's important from a plot perspective that they can just meet up here at the end 
but I love that like Ellie is kind of on her own this entire episode. Yeah. And it's not Joel. Joel doesn't come in and save her, but right. Joel, she but Joel's herself, there. And then, it, yeah. And, and then Joel meets back her, up with her and she saved him. I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's really powerful. Um, mm-hmm. And man, that, that end when they come back together and, the the whole episode, you know, people are talking about, oh, I, I, your father, this, your father, that, and then when he calls her baby girl at the end, it's just like, well, I guess Ellie found her father. Yeah, it's uh, oh, I there's there's just so many uh, just really strong elements this episode, um, but I, I like I said, it, it worked on every level. I, I as as I was watching, I was just thinking like, you know, are, are people going to be saying this about? It? Are people going to be saying that about it? Are people going to be? Is there going to be a whole referendum on? Oh, is Joel a bad guy? Because man, look at what he's capable of. <laughs> and I'm very interested to see what people say and think about this stuff, you know, because. It's certainly there, there's like some of the I mean, some of that stuff is tropey. It's like when you see a person behave like that, like Jack Bauer, you know, it's like that's you're supposed to feel a certain way about him. And what is what do we how do we feel about Joel? You know, mm-hmm. um, and I think what's really interesting is showing us more of David's people. Um, you want I don't know, because it's like uh, David kind of sucked me in in the first half of the episode. I'm like, man, I. I guess he's not I guess I maybe I remembered that he was a worse guy than he was. But then like I but, but maybe think of like you know maybe if the things had gone different like everything happens for a reason. I love that moment around the fi- the campfire because it's just like in a video game you realize oh shit. Uh I'm not just some rando badass that mm-hmm. has completely cowed these men. They know who I am and they want me dead. Yeah. Um Man, I just I, I just think that some of that stuff is is, is I, I just it just feels unique. Um, yeah, so I love the way they slow roll exactly who David is over the course of this episode. I yeah, you know, I'm looking at it going, okay, I remember that they're cannibals. I remember that this guy is a real nasty dude by the end of it, and and they it's very this episode is very very much like the game. I mean, all, almost beat for beat. Um, but the way that they sort of let you wonder like, okay, so maybe these guys are eating people. Maybe I could see that if the whole town's going to start, although they live right next to the ocean, you got the walking dead problem <laughs> Yeah, uh, all over again, get on some fucking boats, man. You don't have to eat people. Um, right. But, but did they, you see they how, did you see think... how wavy that water was? Th- know, those, those yeah. waves are three, four foot high. I know. How can you catch anything in that? Um, but but they, they let you think like, okay, maybe he's not so bad. And then they go, eh, well, he's eating people. That's pretty bad. And then they give you even more insight into him. And it becomes apparent that he's not just a man who who is doing bad things out of necessity. He's a man who enjoys doing bad things and enjoys the power and control that he has over his quote unquote sheep. Yeah. Uh, he's it, a wolf. It, you can imagine what he was like as a teacher, right? Mm-hmm. Um yeah, yeah, he's absolutely a wolf just devouring these sheep. And anybody oh, who steps out of line is is that's when he loses his cool. Everything is fine if you're willing to be a sheep, but if you're also a wolf, he's he's going to try and eat you. That's pretty chilling his background as a teacher, you know. Uh I was even <laughs> yeah, putting yeah. putting that together, Christ. Um, uh, I don't know if I want that guy in my math class, teaching my yeah. math class. No, it, it's great. Um, 
how do you feel about the the cannibalism stuff because obviously i knew See, that's the thing it's like right? I, I and that's what i was trying to grasp at in the video game i feel like david's people are just painted as a lot more unhinged you know it's like you walk in and they got like people you know there's like a corpse on a table being butchered and it's like you know mm-hmm. I, I i think if you all of i i think 90 percent of us like look your plane goes down in andy's mountains no one's coming to get you there's a couple dead people they're frozen meat's still good are you going to die you yeah are you going to slice a piece off right i think mm-hmm. most of us get that but like when you've got like people hung up and strung up like pigs and barns and stuff that just seems like mm, it's ah, systematic, right? There, there's something calculated. Yeah. And, you're and, salt and pork at that point, right? You're, yeah, you're just salt totally. and pork. Um, but here in the game, it's like I feel like it's interesting how they kind of start off. It's like, oh, well, maybe they, you know, they're about ready to starve. And Lindsay or whatever fucker dad's, you know, he she, he got killed. Turns out Joel killed him. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we can't bear. You can tell it's like maybe this is something they've really been wrestling over. Um, and then when you find out the barn full of people, then it's like, oh, no, we're back to Unhingedville. And I don't totally. know. It's like I feel I kind of wish they hadn't done the barn full of corpses thing because I feel I'd have made David more realistically unhinged. Does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah. Where he, he is more of a shade of gray in his own mind. Right. But I don't I don't want to act like I'm I don't want to talk shit about this episode because, again, I do feel no, like this felt amazing. like the direct. This feels like, you know, like Peter Jackson's uh, Lord of the Rings. The you know, I think maybe the better film is the the theatrical release. But like if you're a true fan, you're always going to watch the extended. And this is sure, what this sure. felt like. Like I, I, I appreciated I, all those 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 undertones that that, you know, everything that they taught you about David's people and David himself made the second half of him being a villain so much more effective. I thought. Oh, yeah. I was trying to figure out what I would have thought if they were maybe being a little too obvious about the cannibalism stuff too early. Um, But it's hard to tell because I know. Right. So. Right. I mean, when they show close up, anytime you show close ups of someone eating and there's any implication swirling around the plot that they might be eating people. You know it's true. You know it's true. Um, yeah. maybe, maybe they tip their hand a little too much in that scene, but the rest of it yeah. I thought was done really well. Uh, yeah. The scarier thing, I think, comes at the end of this episode with uh, what he plans to do with Ellie because I can see that mm-hmm. uh, scenario unfolding, getting closer to unfolding the entire episode. I, right. It's It's... Insidious how thing, subtle like, it is in this episode, and, and, and you could you could see that he's clearly talked himself and like, well, that's not going to happen. I'm I'm just being charitable. I'm going to bring this 14 year old girl into my compound out of Christian charity, and that's what I'm doing. And mm-hmm. she'll just be like a daughter to me. But she's also my equal, and she's so mature for her age. And but I would never do something like that. But goddamn, she's such a C U N T, and maybe she needs to be. You can definitely see him talking himself in like. I think it's worse yeah, than that. I think forward. this is his modus operandi, rondi, whatever. Um, I yeah. I feel like this is a thing that he does. Because why is he trying to keep Ellie alive? Why is he like, go get your retribution on Joel, but keep no, Ellie alive? Definitely. Is it simply I because she intends, hasn't killed? He definitely intends to prey on her. I'm just saying that like he, in his mind, is not doing... like I, I think that you're seeing the same thing happen to uh, that dead man's daughter. Like He was clearly... Yes. And this like Christian dominance, you know, taking her mm-hmm. in hand kind of thing, right? Um, so like, and yeah, you he's get the impression well that maybe her, her father was the only thing like standing in the way of that, 
made and now yeah. he's gone she is extra scared i he's well on his way to having 13 wives half of them underage totally. yeah no like yeah. that's he's he's and he'll do David it because the bible <laughs> yeah because the bible says be sure. fruitful and, Become, and multiply and, right and i'm the chosen one anyway and Ugh. yeah uh-huh and the men that yeah. don't go along with it are probably going to be the ones that sent out on patrols and will end up dying and yeah we'll there's end a up play them. yeah 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 um but horrifying yeah it's so it's so subtle throughout the episode all that stuff is is so well told um just how nice of a guy david seems at the beginning you believe him when he says i don't want to hurt you i we're just a group of people looking to get by yeah and then <laughs> where he ends where he ends this episode holy shit it's a transition now when we go to the ad make every shot count we'll be back with more of savage starlight We're not the cure for mankind, but we have your favorite podcast. Here's more of Savage Starlight. I think I prefer, I mean, I know from a gameplay perspective, and it also makes it a lot more tense when you are like completely locked into Jelly's, Jelly, into Ellie's POV. <laughs> and then, uh-huh. you know, you you get Joel's POV. And it can, it's like, it's, it's it reminds me a lot of... Um, you know, in the Lord of the Rings, where in the books you just have as soon as uh, Sam and Frodo split off in a group, you either get the rest of the Fellowship's perspective or you get said, but you never get, you know, they're not interleaved at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's just inherently superior from a storytelling perspective. If the video game could just hand off the POV as effortlessly as this is, I think it would feel so much more suspenseful because... As Joel, you're playing your segments desperate to get to Ellie because you know she's in danger. And when you go to Ellie, you also got to fight and you know Joe's. Well, that's the thing. It's like, you know, Joel's coming for you. But yeah, when you're you watching, I think this is the way to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. I hmm. That's the thing. I didn't feel like there was really. As much danger in the game as I felt in the show. I felt really? like the, the, it was because Joel is so absent from the show mm-hmm. in this episode. Mm-hmm. You get to see him kill a couple people and interrogate a group, and that's kind of it. Right. It's a lot, um, though. It's a lot. I think there's as much death in this episode as there's been. Well, oh, yeah. Excepting the mass. <laughs> the infected. <laughs> the uh, mass infected bomb, event yeah. in, in Kansas City, the bloater incident. I think there's more uh-huh. death in this one episode than there's been in the entire rest of the season nearly so so yeah that's the thing is like joel is like you get you get a side of joel's a bad bad man Uh like this is not he is not an amateur he is going to work here um and he will kill every motherfucker between him and ellie um and if this was imagine this if if, imagine if david actually was the man he thinks he is and this wasn't a cannibal colony joel would still Mm -hmm. have hatched Mm -hmm. his way through this right totally yeah I mean, this is what uh, Tommy was talking about when he's talking about we're just not good at the other ways. Well, they are good at this way. Right. But I mean, on the other hand, I guess if if guys are sending like a kill camp sweeping for your location um, and jellies or jelly, <laughs> that's the Joel Ellie <laughs> POV synthesis totally. jelly. Yeah. You, just, you see Joel's POV in your left eye and you see Ellie's <laughs> POV in your right. And um, mm-hmm. but yeah, Joel, I I. I, I am wondering what like people are going to think of like Joel going forward is like this, you know, what, what do we think of him? doesn't change my opinion on him, but I well, played right, the whole we game. Played it, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
what else we have to talk about? I tell you what, those injections. Say, can I, I say those... my my general opinion on Joel is very positive. Uh, with with a kind of a question mark. Um, that we'll probably see next episode, but generally, yes, very positive on Joel. Yeah, I mean, I feel like in a post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. situation, you want if like you're in trouble, you would want someone like Joel to come after you, like yeah. right or wrong. You want a person who's just going to whip ass and and rip and tear until <laughs> the job's done, right? Uh-huh. Right? Like this totally. is in no way a cool way to operate in any kind of civilized society. We have the rule of law, et cetera, no. et cetera. But yeah. Yeah, if you're in a post shit hits the fan situation, Joel is a is a pretty sturdy way to be. Uh, you're yeah. going to be f- phenomenally psychologically fucked up and probably physically wrecked. But, you know, it's either that or die screaming strapped mm-hmm. to a table. Right. Sure. Uh, um, man, that death. That's the other thing I admire about The Last of Us video game is like the physical combat feels like this. It's very intimate. Mm-hmm. You know, like if, if 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 you've got like a shotgun or a two by four with the eight inch kitchen knife duct tape to it, fair enough. One <laughs> one shot will do it. But when you're mm-hmm. like doing with hatchets and knives, it's fucking bad. This de- yeah. and it's like death. Like where the guy's like literally spitting blood into him was whew, mm-hmm. intense, intense. Uh, speaking of intensity, the mo- thing that I was most squirmy about watching the entire episode was the penicillin shots directly into the inflamed wound. Really? That, All right. That that is I man. That's that. I'm not even that big of a needle guy. Like I'll watch people take my blood and give me injections and stuff. But like it's I don't something about the the inflamed infection part of the pussiness. Yeah. Then, it wasn't good. He didn't. He didn't even wince. He was out pretty cold but like yeah yeah i i guess i assume that's where you would put it i'm actually here's the thing i feel like large i I feel like when in doubt large muscle groups buttocks deltoid muscles you know sure is that that's certainly true with like vaccinations they they get you in the arm right or the butt Uh, maybe side up i guess yeah post-apocalyptic again if you can't go wrong with injecting in sight in the side of true I bet he's wishing uh, he taught her some basic first aid before this. Joel teaching her nothing for this entire journey for months. Finally needs to have taught her something and she can't do it. I was, I, I saw an interview. Um, there was no spoilers, but they were talking about Bella Ramsey and that this was her favorite episode to film. And I can see why, because she got to do a little bit of everything. Horse riding, shooting, stabbing, mm-hmm. punching. Sl- like, I just... It, emotionally complicated work like this is like she put on a real clinic man oh yeah uh i'm so i'm amazed that someone like i said so fucking ferocious can also play so small like when she's like you know like when david's got her huddled into the corner like you know chasing around the corners of the cell mm-hmm. yeah so <laughs> it break- feels like a put on uh yeah. you know in a way there yeah her breaking his not. fingers man yeah Oh God! Tell her on uh, Ellie's the name of the little girl that broke your fucking fingers. <laughs> like uh, what's her name from Ozark? Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you want to stop me? You'll have to fucking, fucking kill, kill me. me. She's uh, great. What else are we going to do, man? Are we going to talk about some more stuff, or should we get to the 
Do you, do you have more observations? Do you have more off the cuff? I do. Stuff? I have a million, but they can wait. Hit really? Just hit me with one. Uh, I gotta have one more. Let's see. Uh, the 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 dude David early in the episode when he's he's talking to her and getting to know her and telling her he's a math teacher he was disarming her with familiarity mm -hmm. trying not to be a stranger to her and it's a mm -hmm. hell of a tactic Grimmin. almost works um oh one other observation because i know a hundred million people have put it at, pointed at in chat and i haven't looked i'm just just pulling it out of here um troy baker he was ah. david's right hand man this episode he's mr uh Cleaver chop to the net. Oh yeah, all right. I saw his credit as James. I I don't know any other names. Yeah. So uh, this is the part where we part ways. If you're not a club member, uh, we're gonna have an instant talk portion where people who are watching the show live on YouTube uh, are gonna chat with us, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna have a rip roar and good time. If you want to get in on that good time for the finale episode, what a better what what better time to join than then? Uh, support.baldmove.com to find out how you can get that and a whole bunch of other premium bonus features, ad-free feeds, etc. Uh, follow us at twitch.tv. Jesus, why am I doing this? Why am I Twitch brain? Ever since the Groundhog Day thing. Ever since the Groundhog. Twitter.com slash baldmove. Uh, TLU, T-L-O-U at baldmove.com is how you get feedback. That'll be out uh, Thursday and our full scene-by-scene -scene analysis episode will be out Tuesday. Whew, that's a lot of shit. Let's get into the instant talk.